My name is Christy Duff, and I have a passion for the Word of God. I've seen the way that a daily dose of the one-year Bible has changed my life, and I know that it can change, affect, and impact every day we live. Well, hey there, beautiful ones. I pray that this podcast finds you so in love with Jesus and sensing his presence every day and following after him and walking in him. And it has just been such a beautiful few days in the one year Bible. And I know it's been a couple weeks since I started this podcast and I did do a podcast in the beginning to tell you why it is that I read the one year Bible, but I thought I would just kind of recap a little bit what the purpose of this podcast is. And like I said, I do read the one-year Bible. I use the Tyndale version. I think I've done it for about 23 years now and have just loved it for my life personally. I know it's not for everyone, And I'm in no way saying that it is the right way or the only way. It's just what works for me. It's what has worked for my family. We've read it together. We even now we talk about it every day and send each other pictures of the verses that we wrote down. And it's a great format for discipleship because that way you're reading together and on the same page and it's not a discipleship book that ends and then they have to find something else. The great thing about the one year Bible is that it ends December 31st first and starts again January 1st. And, you know, it's not meant to be a box checking thing where you're only doing it to check that date and to say that it was done, but it's the living, breathing word of God. And it's a daily feast that we can open up. And so the purpose of this podcast, I'm going through the one-year Bible, but it's also a little bit topical in the sense that God put something on my heart that was kind of the theme in the Word for the last few days, and that's what we talk about here. So it doesn't matter how you're reading the Word of God, it just matters that we're doing it because His Word is perfect, and it causes us to to hear His voice and to be in His presence. And, and so that's just kind of, I wanted to recap a little bit of why we're doing what we're doing. But these last few days in the One Year Bible have just been beautiful. We're in Matthew and Genesis and, of course, Psalms and Proverbs as well. But Jesus is talking in Matthew chapter 11 about John the Baptist. And he says, For John came, neither eating nor drinking, and they say he is possessed. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drinker and a friend of tax gatherers and sinners, yet God's wisdom is proved right by its results. And I was thinking, reading so many of the passages this week, how important it is for us to live pleasing God alone. I don't know if you know anyone who was in ministry during the COVID season in 2020 and 2021. I know I'm sure we'll always be in a little bit of COVID season, right? But it was so difficult to be in ministry because there were so many voices yelling. You know, if you opened up the church, there were people who were upset. And I know Jason got emails telling him that he was a murderer because he had the church open. And then when the government had the churches shut 
sat down, I know that there were people who sent Jason emails saying, you're a chicken, you need to stand up to the government. And I remember us having constant conversations about why it was so important for us to be those who followed God's voice alone, because you'll never be able to please man. And it's astounding to me always that the God of the universe, the creator of everything is somehow easier to please than finite man. It's wild to me. And, you know, you can have one sanctuary with one church service and you'll get emails that the worship was too loud and too fast. And you'll get an email about the same service that the worship was too slow and too quiet. And you'll get one email that says the room was too hot. And then another email that says, I wish you guys wouldn't have the room so cold. And I know it's not just a ministry wherever you find yourself in. I think that it's important for us to remember and realize and live as though we understand that it is impossible to please people. And if we just live trying to appease every voice that wants to speak into our lives, we'll be running around like chickens with our head cut off. There's just absolutely no way. And if Jesus, God on earth could not please people, then there's no way that we can. And he says here, you know, John the Baptist came and he didn't eat and drink with you guys. And you said he was crazy. And then I come and I'm eating and drinking and hanging out with you guys. And you say I'm a glutton. There's no way to please humans. And even we saw it today in Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus is giving the parable of the sower and the seed, which aren't we so grateful that that story is in here, just talking about the fact that we scatter seeds of the word of God and the people are responsible for the, their own soil of their heart. And we're just responsible to plant the word within them. And yet Jesus has his disciples come to him after this and they're like, why do you speak in so many parables to people? And I just think, well, wow, if the ministry of Jesus, if the methods of Jesus were questioned by the disciples, how would we think that ours wouldn't be? And I think that we have to constantly remember, especially, you know, we live in kind of a volatile world right now where there's so many opinions out there and people are screaming this and that, and it's easy to be swayed. And it can be like the Proverbs where, you know, one person sounds right until you hear the other side. And it's a constant question of what do we do? And then I think that there can be discouragement that sets in when, People are questioning what we do because we're thinking, don't they see our hearts and don't they see what we're trying to do? And I think, precious ones, what's on my heart to remind us all today is that we are not to live chasing after every voice that tries to speak into our lives. However wise, however godly, however well-intentioned, we have to live to please God because he's the one who sets the standard. And every one of us will always be questioned. And this is why it's important for us to live making choices by the wisdom that God has put in our lives. And 
seeking him, being in his word for direction, being in prayer for direction so that we can walk in confidence so that when someone questions us or when someone says, I don't like the way you do that, or when someone says you should do it this way instead, that we can take those words and pray them through because of course we have to live with a multitude of counselors because that's wise. But then at the end of the day, taking those words and knowing whether or not we've made decisions according to what God has called us to do, according to what God has created us specifically to do, and not according to the words of man. And the proverb today talks about the differences between those who follow the Lord and those who choose to follow the world. And it says, the Lord's curse rests on the house of the evildoer while he blesses the home of the righteous. Though God himself meets the arrogant with arrogance, he bestows his favor on the meek. And life is really just one choice after the other whether it's wise influences around us or evil influences around us, our daily moment-by-moment choice is, will we follow the mandates of people or will we follow the direction of God? And this is, I think, what we have to make each one of our choices through that filter of is it what man wants us to do or is it what God wants us to do? Because if it's what man wants us to do, sometimes it might turn out right. Sometimes it might be okay. But if it's what God wants us to do, then regardless of who's upset at us or who thinks what, it will be the right choice and we'll be able to walk forward in confidence. I mean, we see this in the poor little life of Joseph, right? And we see him having his dreams and having his visions and whether he should have told his brothers or not, I don't know about that. It definitely seems to make his life a little bit hard when he's, you know, basically telling his brothers, one day you're going to bow before me. So maybe that wasn't the wisest practical choice, but you know, his life, his brothers come and They throw him into a pit and then they sell him off and he ends up in Egypt. And yet God's purposes for Joseph could not be tarnished. And I imagine that Joseph was in Potiphar's house and in prison and just devastated and disillusioned and somewhat confused. And yet he was able to walk in the confidence that he knew God would take care of him. And he knew that God would speak through him. And he knew that God would fulfill his promises in his life. And that's the confidence that we can have as well. And I pray that this week will set forward, regardless of who's upset or who says what or who thinks what, that we will set forward with intentionality to seek God and to do his will alone. And so I'm praying for you and I'm praying for me that God will be our focus, that his word, that his voice, that regardless of who thinks what you should eat or what you should drink or what you shouldn't eat or what you shouldn't drink or how you should teach or how you should speak or what you should do or what God has planned or what God doesn't have planned, who cares what people think? 
I pray that this coming week would find us with our eyes fixed on the author and finisher of our faith, that he would be the one speaking into our lives and that we would seek him for his plans, his purpose, his wisdom, and his words, and that we would chase after the idea of pleasing him alone. And so God bless you, precious ones, this week. Thanks for listening and tuning in to the Growing in the Sun podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe, and I'll see you here next time. Let your words burn deep.